Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another show of the Canberra Football Show. Episode 96, 95 was another midweek special. This time we had Nicole Begg, the coach of the MPLW Canberra Olympic side that won the league championship for the first time in their history. Again, congratulations to them. You can go see that on Facebook, Instagram, podcast feeds, and all that. A big show today as we wrap up everything uh, from the last round before finals. Uh, Chris Webb, Webby, joins us to discuss everything that ended with CPL in the regular league season. And, of course, we have new CPL champions and a new promoter team to uh, to the MPL next season in Ugali. We'll discuss that more with Webby later in the show. Michael? It's always big when uh, it's the last round of the season. Uh, there's, you know, there's ecstatic moments for teams. There's obviously heartbreak for some, uh, but it's all part of the game and we're here to break it down. Yeah, that's right, Matt. Uh, plenty happened over this past weekend, that's for sure. And like you sort of touched on there, I want to say congratulations to Yugali for capturing the CPL uh, league title and promotion to the MPL Next season, they've been consistently the best team in CPL this season, so it's fully deserved on their part and can't wait to see them in MPL football next season. But we'll talk about them a little bit later on when we have Webby, Webby back on the show to break all the CPL action down. But like I said, it was a great weekend, some good results, some great games being played, and now we head into that finals festive se- season. Uh, so... Uh, looking forward to it very much, but we won't get ahead of ourselves too much. We'll break down this last weekend of regular season action before we do move on to finals, which will obviously be a great time in Canberra football. So, Matt, do you want to kick us off with uh, the first game of NPL? We certainly will, and we and we'll go from one team that won the CPL and and was promoted to. Uh, the first team to do it in this iteration of promotion in O'Connor Knights. They, of course, had the league title wrapped up uh, two weeks ago, but they don't want to stop their winning ways heading into finals. And uh, they did so again against Tigers, 3-0 victors in this one. Going to this encounter, it was a big one for Tigers because they needed at least a draw to make the top four. If they lost, they would need results, other results to go their way later on. It seemed like Tigers were going to get that draw uh, as it stayed at the deadlock until very late in this game. O'Connor went on a bit of a blitz, scoring three goals in the space of 11 minutes at the end of the game at the AIS to leave Tigers' hopes of the top four hanging by a thread. James Driscoll, the man who sealed their league championship uh, last week or the week before, scored the first goal in this one in the 85th minute as he cut in from the left corner and placed it under the keeper. Isosa Rohegi scored his 11th goal of the campaign to make a 2-0 for O'Connor as he broke the offside trap to finish off a great piece of uh, team build-up play. To make matters worse for Tigers, Julian Borgner was sent off four minutes into stoppage time. And then two minutes after that, Tyson Livermore scored the third and final goal of the encounter as James uh, Driscoll put in a fantastic through ball for Livermore to run onto and put it in the back of the net. It was a tough end to Tigers for this one as the loss meant they needed Monaro and Croatia to lose. 
Uh, later that night, Tiger's fate was sealed, though, as Monaro beat Tuggeron by four uh, goals, meaning that their goal difference was greater than Tiger's, and Tigers were knocked out from the top four. O'Connor continued their fine form heading into finals, and that has um, and they've not lost, of course, since round seven. They have the opportunity to go straight into the grand final next week if they win the qualification semi-final on Saturday night against Gungalan. And same goes for Gungalan in that instance there if they win. We'll break we'll talk about those a little bit later. And talk about Gungalan, good transition there, Michael. They had a massive victory, which not only cemented them in the top four, uh, but put them to second place. Yeah, it did matter. Devastating performance in the in a good way for Gungahlin United in this match at the expense of West Canberra Wanderers. 8-0. You had Whitehead, Max Green on the score sheet with four goals. Bernabo Madrid and George Timotheo with two goals of his own. So a fantastic performance from Gungahlin United in this game to really round off the regular season. And that's the sort of result that you want heading into finals football, most definitely a resounding 8-0 win. You can't really ask for much more than that heading into finals football. And as a result of this match, we saw Max Green. He ensured that he would capture the MPL golden boot. Uh, As I said, he scored four goals in this game at Melrose Synthetic, which ultimately signified the end of the West Canberra Wanderers stay in the top flight in not so great fashion in their last game in MPL football as I think they shipped 90 goals and didn't pick up a single point in the campaign. But nevertheless, we'll get into the breakdown uh, of this match in terms of you know, like I said, they got off to the perfect start with Whitehead scoring in the third minute of the game, Matt. And then from that moment onwards, it was a little bit cagey until after the half an hour mark. And that's when Gungahlin really opened the floodgates where uh, Green scored twice. And then he did so again to open uh, the scoring in the second half with two, uh, with another two goals uh, either side of Bernabo, Bernabo Madrid getting on the score sheet, and then Timotheo scoring in the 90th and 92nd minute. So it was just a resounding performance. And we know that this is what Gungahlin United are capable of, especially with the squad that they possess. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do in finals. But like you said, Matt, they they racked up enough goals to move into second on the table in the final game of the regular season. Uh, going above Canberra Olympic on goal difference, meaning Olympic would need you know a point to go back into the top two and a place in the qualification final. So it was just a fantastic result for Gungahlin United in this game. They had a lot of positives, obviously, to take out of it with Max Green uh, and just the individual season that he's had since coming over. Uh into this Gungahlin United squad for this season. He's been one of the best players and you could probably make a case for being the best player potentially in MPL this season. It's been a fantastic campaign for him. 
On the flip side of that, Matt, we obviously have West, West Canberra, which I touched on a little bit earlier. It caps off a pretty dismal season for them. They lost all 21 of their league games this season and not picking up a single point. I mean, there'll be a lot of disappointment there spread across, you know, the coaches, the players and the club in general. But I think what they'll need to do moving forward is, you know, obviously reflect on what's happened and what's set and what's done and they can't change that. But using this time now to, you know, be in a new competition in CPL to do everything they can to try and get themselves back up. So have no doubt that they'll work on many different things in the off season to ensure that they can try and get back up to MPL as quickly as possible. But congratulations, nevertheless, to Gungahlin United. They secure a second spot and can't wait to see them in finals action like we have seen many times over the years. Matt, do you want to get into our next match? A big result for Monaro, but in the grand scheme of things, they fell just a little shy of their top four dream. Yeah, they did. They did their bit on the day, but uh, fate wasn't in their hands. It was in the hands of Canberra Croatia and Canberra Olympic. And of course, Croatia got that victory over Olympic, which uh, we will discuss in the next match. But for this one, at that time, Monaro Panthers needed the win uh, to at least put themselves in that conversation. I commentated at this one with Russ. Oh, first of all, sorry, the uh, the score was 6-2 to Monaro over Tuggeron. I commentated on this one with Russ at Riverside. And quick mention, uh, they put on their socials this as well. Uh, new facilities there. They look fantastic. It's all um, near the uh, canteen there. It's all opened up. It's all been concreted. Steps and elevation and more stands and whatnot the new change room as well so it looks really really good there so well done to everyone there Monaro were raring to go in this one from the first minute of this encounter as they knew they needed a win in this one by a couple of goals to be above Tigers by the end of the night like I mentioned in the Tigers review Monaro proceeded to score four goals in the first half two were courtesy of Stricker the first was uh, the was his best one as it was a curling free kick into the top corner. Absolutely fantastic goal there. Uh, Chiruti and Bassa Silk rounded out the scoring before halftime with Bassa Silk lifting up the ball, turning around and hitting it first time. Another great goal here from Bassa Silk. Monaro made it five, 18 minutes into the second half. Uh, once again, thanks to Bassa Silk for his brace with a tap in at the far post. Tuggeron grabbed one back three minutes later as Clancy Hislop cut inside from the edge of the box and hit a curler for the bottom right uh, corner there. Another really good goal there, this time from Tuggeron United. Archie Greger made it 6-1 on the 77th minute mark with a tap-in of his own. Tuggies closed out the scoring of the game at 6-2 as Lewis McKinney scored from the penalty spot. That is three out of three from the spot for McKinney this season. Tough night for Tuggerong as they end their season with a defeat. Uh, they had a bit of a makeshift backline as well as there were some defensive absences. However, overall, in the grand scheme of things, in the season, uh, they won the games they needed to win and they finished comfortably above the relegation spot 
uh, by 14 points. Monaro, on the other hand, picked up a massive victory as it put themselves in the running for finals. They knocked out the Tigers with that margin that they won by, meaning that they would make the finals if Canberra Croatia did not win the next day on Sunday. Unfortunately for Monaro, their hopes of making that top four uh, went out as Canberra Croatia beat Olympic emphatically, extending Canberra Croatia's uh, goal difference to plus 15 over Monaro, sending them to the finals this weekend. And that also means that Monaro do not have the opportunity to uh, regain that grand final trophy that they won last season. So Monaro's season is over, as is Tigers in what was an emphatic top four race with three or four teams all on the same amount of points and it came down to goal difference. That's how competitive it was for that top four race this season. And talking about that top four race, Michael, you have the next matchup, Canberra Croatia, make it into the finals, Michael, with a bang. Yeah, they did, Matt. And we had another emphatic victory scoreline in MPL this weekend. It was Canberra Croatia 8, Canberra Olympic 1. So Dominici on the score sheet with six goals of Canberra Croatia's 8, which is a sensational individual landmark. Ahmed Shaibu got on the score sheet as well as Greco and Flores for Olympic. So obviously the headline act in this game was the six goals that Stephen Dominici was able to produce in this game as Canberra Croatia booked their NPL finals place in some style uh, with that victory over Olympic at Deakin Stadium. He was the star of the show. He scored twice in the first half as Croatia roared to a 4-0 lead at halftime, and then Ahmed Shaibu bagged his 12th goal of the campaign, and Frank Greco scored the other. Olympic, though, they were much changed and resting some of their players uh, teetering on suspension, so it was wise for them to leave some players out so that didn't sort of carry on over into the finals football fray. But, you know, they were blown away by Dominici, uh, you know, as he struck sort of twice more to move on to four for the day before Luca Flores acrobatically uh, pulled one back with, you know, quite the finish, Matt. And, you know, potentially, you know, an important, it was important ahead of the end of season uh, showdown, but it was Croatia's day. And in particular, Dominici, as he con- continued his pursuit of, you know, seven goals needed uh, to share the golden boot, which would have just been an absolutely miraculous effort if he was able to tie that. But ultimately, he would fall one goal short. So he bagged uh, two more to move to 20 for the season. Uh, Obviously, Max Green finished with 21 goals that I had discussed. Not the number of goals that Max Green had scored, but I did mention the fact that he did finish the MPL top scorer of this season. So, I mean, before this game and before Canberra Olympic, he was, he had built himself quite a sizable or comfortable lead, let's say, at, at the top of the MPL goal scoring charts, but that was until this weekend, but he still managed to ca- come away with it. Um, But Canberra Croatia, you know, like I said, they managed to get themselves in the top four with this, with this result. 
you know, finishing fourth on 35 points, uh, having a better goal difference than fifth placed Monaro, which you had just broken down just before Matt earlier in the show. Very close for Monaro Panthers, but ultimately they miss out. And obviously Canberra Olympic finished third on 36 points. So despite the heavy defeat for Canberra Olympic, we know the sort of mindset and approach that they had in the back of their minds. They obviously weren't expecting a big loss like this heading into such a critical part of finals football. But nevertheless, they've got some players that are rested now and that will be ready to go for finals this coming week. And for Canberra-Croatia, it's the perfect momentum that they've been able to, I guess, create for themselves in the final part of this season because there was a stage where we were unsure if they would make it into the top four, but they called on their experience and their and their uh, veteranship to get them through in the end. Matt, do you want to get into our week one finals fixtures this coming weekend? Obviously, it's going to be some great football being played. Oh, it certainly will be. And we do start off with a rematch. Canberra uh, Olympic uh, need to back up from that defeat. There were a couple of players out as well, but obviously backing up from such heavy defeat, they'll be raring to go and trying to redeem that loss there while Canberra Croatia arguably are never more dangerous than when they need to make a comeback like they did at the end of the season to narrowly get into that top four. So we kick off with that one. The elimination semifinal, 3v4, Canberra Olympic versus Canberra Croatia, Saturday, September 9th, 4 p.m. at Riverside. So the loser of that one will have their season at an end. And then straight after that, at 7 p.m., we have the qualification semifinal, 1v2, O'Connor Knights versus Gungahlin United, Saturday September 9th, 7 p.m. at the Riverside. The winner of that, obviously straight to the final, and the loser will get another chance since they finished in the top two. So those should be two absolute stellar matches there. And you can, of course, catch all the action on Bar TV. Next up, we have our MPLW segment of the show, where at the top of the broadcast... We mentioned Canberra Olympic won the MPLW title. And they obviously do that with their first league championship of the history for the women's side of the club. Historic moment for them. This, of course, accompanies the grand final victory and the Federation Cup finals wins last year. They sealed this achievement with a 2-0 victory over Belconnen United on Tuesday. Matty Whittle and Arusha Chu with the goals on Tuesday night. And they also won their last match of the season, which was also a catch-up from a couple of rounds before over Tauron United, 6-0. Arusha Chu with a hat-trick there. Nicole Jaloka, Cern and Otolu with the goals on that night. They played their last round matchup against Gungahlin a couple of weeks before. As I said, you can check out my interview with Nicole Begg on Facebook, Instagram, and the podcast feeds for episode 95, where she talks about the journey that this team went on over the last couple of years, which has led to the moment and the rise of Canberra Olympic women's. Uh, Quite the story. And once again, congratulations to them. Well-deserved 
what an achievement for everyone at the club. And I'm sure they won't want to stop there as they will be heading into finals this weekend. But for all football purists, uh, the league title is always the most important and it was the one missing from their cabinet. So they have done so. And now they'll be turning their eyes to finals. All right, Michael, and talking about finals, we have Canberra, Croatia, who will be in those finals. However, they needed a late goal uh, against a side in West Canberra Wanderers that was so close to getting the victory. Yeah, Matt, that's right. What an entertaining game this one was, though, for a piece between West Canberra Wanderers and Canberra Croatia. It was Jensen, Whitfield, Walker and Brown on the score sheet for West Canberra and for Canberra Croatia, it was Palombi with a double, Barak and Mars on the score sheet. As we get into this match, Matt, you know, it was probably one of the surprising results in MPLW this past weekend. Uh, definitely some of the most highly entertaining football of the year that we've seen across the capital, particularly in MPLW football. West Canberra Wanderers, they gave absolutely everything in this eight-goal thriller uh, against Canberra Croatia. And what makes it even more impressive is the fact that, you know, they came back from three goals down to take the lead 4-3 in this one before, like you mentioned, a late equaliser stopped them from completing a fairy tale end to their season. But it was Croatia who started brightly and, you know, they were up three to the good by the 21st minute. Two goals to Colombi, who took her tally to 23 goals this season's with two powerful left-footed finishes. So, again, she's had a prolific season for Canberra Croatia in front of goal. And then it was Isabella Barach who showcased her talent to score the third goal of the game. Give them that 3-0 lead. Perfect start that they would have wanted. But then it was the Wanderers' recovery that started, and that was... Jensen and her left-footed shot from distance five minutes before the break to spark the comeback. Then Whitfield imitated her, uh, got her second, sorry, got the second uh, before half halftime. Uh, Walker equalised just before, uh, sorry, just after the hour mark. Uh, and then that was as a result of taking advantage of a back pass along the Canberra-Croatia defence. So before you knew it, it was 3-0, but then it quickly turned to 3-3 as we got into the second half and then the home team thought they had done the you know the all the hard work to get themselves in the lead through Ellen Brown after netting their fourth 10 minutes before the final whistle from a corner kick. But their hopes were cut short when Tatum Mouses scored in the 86th minute to put the team level and make it 4-4, condemning West Canberra to the wooden spoon in the MPL competition. So this game just had absolutely everything, and I don't think many would have expected West Canberra to come back from that deficit early in the first half, but that's just a testament to their effort and the fact that they didn't slow down and they didn't give up and that there was plenty of time for them to turn things around and get back into the match. So like I said, it would have been a fairy tale ending for them to win a match like this against one of the best teams in the competition who would, as we know, about to play finals football, but it wasn't meant to be at the end of the day. But what a what a game of football to round out the MPLW season for West Canberra Wanderers on 
this occasion. Uh, we know that Canberra Croatia finished uh, third on 41 points, Matt, which was equal with Gunners, but Croatia had the better goal difference. And we know that West Canberra finished uh, in last place, which is a shame because that's obviously what happened in MPL as well. So both the MPL and MPLW teams finishing in last position in their respective leagues. Matt, do you want to move on to the next match where Belcon and United got an impressive away victory heading into finals football this weekend? Yeah, they did. Uh, they beat ANUW 2-0. I was there commentated with Russ on this one, and it was not the ideal start as the match started about nearly half, about 25 minutes late as there were no referees. Uh, Capital Football TD Phil Booth stepped in to officiate the match until the referee could arrive, which was about 15 minutes in, and then the two uh, clubs had linesmen from each side doing it for the rest of the match because the match needed to be played as time was running out uh, before finals. And I believe some of the players as well, the very next day we're heading to Thailand for a futsal comp. So this one needed to be done. So well done to all involved there, including Phil Booth for filling in, stepping up to officiate that one as well. Heading into this one, Belconnen United knew its fate for the league title as they lost to Olympic 2-0 two days earlier as we mentioned in the Olympic uh, review. So in this one, they needed a draw to cement themselves into second place. Belconnen opened the scoring in the third minute as a corner was whipped in the box and a challenge for the header was made. And the aftermath of that fell to the path of Talia Backhouse, who hit a very nice volley for the corner. Really nice goal here from Backhouse. Backhouse was unlucky not to get another one as she hit a fantastic curling strike from outside the box that dipped and hit the crossbar. Belconnen United end of the night 2-0 up as Ella Palfreman got in the right position in the box to tap home the second in the 76th minute, making an impact from the bench. ANUW had some good moments defensively here with Eilish McDonough, uh, especially a standout for them. Their, uh, their MPLW season is now over, finishing in sixth place, 13 points, three wins and four draws, including some good results over some big teams. So a good debut MPLW season for ANUWFC, and they will be proud, I'm sure, of their efforts. Belconi United secured the point that they needed for second place, while I'm sure they'll still be feeling disappointment uh, before this one for not sealing the league title. However, I'm sure they'll be turning their minds and it'll be switched to trying to capture finals glory, which they have not done since 2019, I believe. So a lot for them to play for moving forward. Michael, as we head into the last match of the season. It was an absolutely fantastic victory for Tuggeron United to end their campaign. Who did they uh, defeat on the day? Yeah, it was a huge victory for Tuggeron United to finish out their season, Matt. A 1-0 win against the Canberra United Academy. A win, a clean sheet away from home. You really couldn't ask for much more for Tuggeron United. They'll be very happy with that victory to round out their season. And, you know, for Togonong, yeah, it had its up and downs, but 
you know, they ended the season with a goal in this game that was scored by Niles in the 60th minute. But it was her teammate as well that made the two of them, two players that were instrumental to the first goal scored in 2023 uh, for them at Wanderers Park in March. Uh, so they linked up again to prove to be the difference for Tuggeranong United in this game. Uh, just a, a great goal from Niles, like I said, at the hour mark of the match. Such a vital point to establish a lead in this game and obviously continue that into the rest of the match to ultimately get the three points, like I said, and they'll be happy with that clean sheet as well. It's been a very positive season, I think, for Tuggeranong United, especially considering their performances in past seasons. But nevertheless, it means that for Tuggeranong United, they finished seventh this season, Matt. Four victories in total from their 21 games. While that might not seem like a lot, we know what sort of path that they've been on over the past few years and how victories have sort of been a lot more difficult to come by. So for Tuggeranong United to play the way that they did this season and pick up four victories in total is a great step in the right direction for Paulo Romero and Tuggeranong United. So they finish seventh on 13 points. So also claiming double-digit point total is another positive for them as well. And then for Canberra United Academy, they finished a distant fifth, Matt. Uh, they've ended up finishing 12 points outside the top four with 29 points. So I think Matty Moore will definitely look at the positives throughout the season. They certainly had some very big results throughout the season as well. And we know more than anything, it's more about developing those young players over at the CUA. So they can... Obviously, they would have liked to make the top four. I'm sure that was the goal at the start of the season. But nevertheless, like I said, they had some great performances of victories throughout this season that should, they should be very proud of. And although it's, it's not the result they wanted at the end, especially at home, you sort of want to finish off the season on a high with a victory, but it just wasn't meant to be. Matt, do you want to get into our MPLW finals week one fixtures before we get into... Uh, CPL. Yeah, and the finals have been moved to midweek. I'm assuming that's because of the uh, some of the players that will be playing this are in Thailand at the moment for futsal. I could be wrong there, but it has been moved nonetheless to midweek. And we kick things off with the qualification semifinal 1v2 Canberra Olympic versus Belconnen United. Wednesday, September 13th, and the venue is to be confirmed. Uh, keep an eye on the Capital Football, MPL Capital Football uh, website and the socials there. They'll keep you informed on that venue. And then the elimination semifinal, 3rd v 4th, Canberra, Croatia against Gangalan United. Thursday, September 14th, venue to be confirmed as well there. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our CPL segment of the show. And it is with great pleasure to welcome back Chris Webb. Webby, uh, before we get stuck into CPL, let's chat just a little bit 
about uh, the O'Connor Knights winning the MPL League for football purists. That is, of course, the main goal. And we, of course, asked you because you know O'Connor Knights very well from the CPL days. What do you make of it? Only 18 months from being promoted, they are the champions of the MPL and in style as well, uh, most deservedly as they were the best team over the whole seasoned season. And not just that, it also makes, again, shows that promotion relegation from CPL slash MPL is still needed and was probably needed a little earlier. Yeah, look, it's just it's quite amazing, really. Um, like you said, not even doing it, but the way that they did it. Um, yeah, they finished. I, I don't have the table in front of me, but I think that they ended up about 15 or so points ahead of second. And how, I think it was about tough eight. That, how tough that competition was where, you know, second and sixth were, was a point between second and sixth, yet they streaked ahead. And, you know, I, I, I talk about with Capital Football a lot about what is about a boundary of whether you're too good for a competition. We kind of talk about it in State League to say if you're getting two points per game or more, you're probably too good for that. They got like 2.5 points per game in MPL. It was absolutely amazing to come up from, you know, CPL and then within two years be completely dominating that league. Just absolutely fantastic. So, look, um, uh, hats off to the Trinidad boys. They, you know, they've done a very, very good job. And even 23s, I think, ended up second. You know, Deacon was a, a runaway winner in 23s, but to, to come second in that comp as well. So first and then second, what what more do you want? And, you know, they're doing really well in, in youth as well. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, 100%. And sorry, I don't know where I got eight points from. My bad. It was 15 points. I don't know where did I get eight from. I was probably still thinking a couple of weeks ago when they won the title by eight points. That's probably where. Anyway, so, yeah, absolutely incredible there. We've talked about it, obviously, Everyone listening, you can go check out my interview with Alex Tirinich. He breaks uh, the journey down quite well and quite thoroughly there in that 15-minute conversation. Uh, but the reason why we ask that is because there is a new team being promoted to the MPL, of course. We'll talk about it in more depth, uh, Webby, but just first, your quick thoughts on Ugali. Uh, they've only been in the uh, comp what is it, three years? They took over the Riverina Rhinos license at the end of 2019, first season 2020. and But they started from uh, MPL2 as it was then, not from MPL1. So gotten there the hard way over a couple of years of COVID and whatnot. But you have to say thoroughly deserved over the year as, yeah, for large stretches, they were the best team there. Yeah, and look, um, if you ever went back to the my pre-season preview I didn't have them probably in the top three I think you know I thought it would be a big race between ANU, Belconnen and Queanbeyan and I thought look they'll they'll give the, the fourth spot a good shake but you know they clearly proved me wrong we talked about it that first year in 2020 they they won every single game till the last game of the rounds um you know that COVID year but they absolutely dominated but they had kind of dropped off a little and last year was pretty disappointing from their um, kind of uh, what, you know, what they wanted to get out of it. And they set themselves a pretty high bar. So last year, you know, wasn't the greatest. And it was, so it was always going to be interesting to whether they could kind of pick back up to those heights, but they've done that and more. And, you know, they, they started off 
pretty poorly this year. And I, we, that's when we kind of thought, oh, no, that's about where they are. And then after, what, round three, I think they wanted, they were undefeated for 15 games or something crazy, like just an amazing run. And, you know, I know those guys are, are chomping at the bit to, to jump up to NPL next year. And um, I'm sure Darren Bailey would love it. You know, he's, he's played for a, a number of the clubs already currently in NPL. So, um, you know, he'll, he'll love going back into that world and, and leading the team in there. So, look, I think not being from Canberra and not having access to all the Canberra players and coming from a smaller pool, they, you know, they'll have to do some recruiting somehow from outside, you know, whether it's from their kind of eternal rivals in Henwood and whether there's some guys that they can pick up there to play in the, the higher league or whether they can pick up some guys from kind of that Wagga region or where they've got to kind of look in, yeah, not even interstate, but um, uh, cross cross the shores to try and pick up a few extra players and visa players. But regardless, that you know they will be definitely one to watch. And it's always tough that travel, but um, I think a lot of the MPL teams are gonna gonna struggle with the, the travel the other way. They they're seasoned travel professionals coming to Canberra. And now it's up to, I think it's going to be a shock to the system for some of the MPL clubs, you know, who haven't done that trip since the Rhinos were there like six years ago. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting next year. Michael, talking about promotion, we kick it off with the team in Queanbeyan that won their match on Saturday and had a match in hand against Wagga. However, due to Ugali's victory, they were not able to do so. But with this victory, they did put themselves in the running until about an hour after the match. What is this matchup that I'm talking about? Yeah, so we have Queanbeyan City uh, defeating Canberra-Juventus 3-0. It was Guerrero, Ayul, and Mikevsky on the score sheet for the hosts. So Juventus did a really good job to hold Queanbeyan out until you know uh, the halftime interval where they went in 0-0 at the Sheds. But it was Queanbeyan who opened the scoring six minutes into the second half via Noel Guerrero. And then they doubled their lead again through Gabriel Ayul. So Ayul came on as a substitute five minutes earlier. So he made an immediate impact to get on the score sheet and double Queanbeyan's lead in the 70th minute. And it was then Goran Mikevsky who extended the lead to 3-0 nine minutes later in the 79th minute. He also came on as a substitute at the same time as Ayul. So another Queanbeyan player making an impact off the bench, which is something that they would have been very happy with. On the flip side, it was a tough loss for Juventus as the result of White Eagles versus Wagga relegated them to the wooden spoon and the bottom of the table via goal difference. So just heartbreaking for Canberra Juventus under those circumstances. And I've, and unfortunately for them, it could sort of mean possible uh, relegation depending on uh, circumstances. We won't know what the other outcome means for a bit, though. So regardless, Juventus had some really good moments this season, getting some big wins after being competitive in a lot of matches this season, especially for their first season back in CPL football. On the other side of... The equation, Queanbeyan got a crucial win that kept them in the running for promotion based on Sunday's results. However, that could uh, all be out the window if Yulgali, uh 
drew uh, or beat Brindy's, uh, which finished obviously one hour later, Matt, that you touched on earlier. But unfortunately for Queanbey and Yulgali won and other side that will be promoted to MPL football next season. So in hindsight, the loss to Belconnen a couple of weeks ago was the pivotal moment in Queanbeyan's season. It's one that they'll look back on and wish that they could rewrite. So Queanbeyan were the closest to promotion that they have ever been since CPL slash MPL2 was initiated. So no doubt they will try all guns blazing next season to try and accomplish that goal that we know that they are so desperate to achieve. So they'll now play Yulgali in the qualification semi-final this week at Deakin Stadium. Webby, what are your thoughts on this contest? Obviously a comfortable 3-0 win for Queanbeyan as it proved to be in the end for this contest. Uh, But obviously their main goal just came short at such a pivotal time at the end of the regular season here before finals. Yeah, look, it's an interesting theme. I was talking to you guys off uh, camera before about my State League One team and you know we, we won our game and got ourselves into finals position only to find out someone else had won and dropped us back. Monero was the same um, in, in MPL. You know, they won um, on the Saturday and then and saw Tigers lose, but then it was up to what happened at the Deakin game. And it's just that same story. They did what they needed to do. Look, interesting enough, um, Juventus also had a lot to play for then. They were only three points ahead of White Eagles going into that game. Um, with a, um, you know, White Eagles had the superior goal difference. So Juve knew they needed a point to um, ensure that they didn't come last and, and you know, win that relegation spot. And look, they they put it up to them. Neil Law at half time when when Queanbeyan had everything to play for. So you know, kind of pretty. You know, you got to give it to Juventus for um, kind of where they were in the season, but really taking it to uh, Queanbeyan in that game. But um, you know, takes a player like Noel, who you know he's fantastic player. Could, you know, could be playing professionally yet he's playing in CPL here. Um, and to break that the deadlock, and from then on, you kind of thought it was it was uphill for for Juventus and um, Queenie, and really just had to go for that second killer goal, which Gabriel got, and and off they went. So, look, um, in the end, Queenie did what they needed to do, and just had to kind of pray that little bit harder for other results, um, and. Um, you know, for Juventus, I guess they probably had that same thing where, all right, they had to go and, and do the ring around and see what happens with White Eagles and, and Wagga. And look, we'll get into that game soon. Yeah, that's right. We will get into that game soon. Matt, do you want to get into our next contest in CPL action? Yeah, it was the pivotal matchup that we mentioned before for Ugali as a beat Brindabella Blues 1-0 at home. As mentioned, also previously, Ugali only needed a draw from this encounter to seal promotion to MPL and become CPL League champions. Ugali scored the only goal of the match 19 minutes into the contest. Mason Donadell finished off a terrific piece of team play from the host, which spanned nearly three quarters of the field, really. The goal is on their Facebook page, so go check it out. Fantastic team play there. 
that ultimately sealed them promotion, a historic goal for them. Nonetheless, in their Canberra football endeavours, for Brindabella Blues, the defeat does not affect their spot in the finals. They drop to fourth place, however, meaning that they will face ANU next week in the elimination semi-final since they finished third place. But a victory, nonetheless, would not have meant they finished second. Regardless, historic moment for Ugali, though, as they seal promotion to MPL for the uh, three years after joining the competition in 2020. They took, as mentioned before, they took place of the... Ri- of the Riverina Rhinos. However, they started in MPL 2 as it was then, winning the league title in their first season, finishing runners-up in the grand final in the first season to Wagga. There was no promotion, though, that season. Uh, they finished this season without dropping a single point at home, making Solomat a complete fortress, which they, I'm sure, will be try, which I'm sure they'll try to do next season as well in MPL. They led the majority of the season and were the standard bearers for much of the season. A lot of hard work here for Darren Bailey's side. Congratulations to them. What a fantastic achievement and well-deserved. Thoughts on this one, Webby? We mentioned Ugali, if you want to touch on them a bit as well, but also uh, on the Brindies as very similar theme to last year as they picked up form right at the end of the season to get themselves into finals contest. Yeah, look, um, kind of puts what we talked about with Yigali. I don't think there's any more to say there. Um, the only thing I found surprising was that it was only uh, Mason Donadell's sixth goal of the season, Jay, when he, especially last year, he was just the, the shining light for that team last year. So when they go on such an amazing championship winning run. I would have expected him to be, you know, more around the 15 goals. But, you know, he's still a fantastic player. He's probably had a little slightly different role this year. Um, but look, again, fantastic for him to get get the winner. Um from Brindy's point of view, look, I, I actually think going to Yagali, as you said, no one's even taken a point there. To go and only lose one nil, it's tough. Um it's a very tough trip out there against a team that's riding on a high and needed something to, to guarantee um, the league title. So, uh, look, they as you said, they are just hitting form at the right time, Brindy, and this is exactly what they did last year. So we know we all know what happened last year, seconds away from uh, a championship, and who knows if they'll, they'll take it a few seconds more improved this year. So, look. It's going to be interesting. It certainly will be interesting and we'll see if Brindies can replicate what they did at the end of last season in terms of this season. Michael, next up is a matchup in which the Canberra White Eagles got a pivotal victory. Yeah, it was very pivotal, Matt. We know what was at stake heading into this clash for them, and they managed to get a 3-1 win over Wagga City Wanderers away from home. Uh, guy on the score sheet for Wagga. For White Eagles, it was Lawrence with a double and Kagla on the score sheet for the White Eagles in this contest. So they scored their first goal, Matt, in over 450 minutes. We know the sort of drought that White Eagles were on in front of goal. They were struggling a lot in the final third, but they broke that drought via Zach Lawrence in the 23rd minute of the game, taking his side 
into the sheds at halftime with a 1-0 advantage. And then they doubled their lead through Lawrence again for him to score his second and Eagles' second goal of the game in the 78th minute. So this this goal, you know, means he finished the season with double digits, scoring 10 goals for the CPL campaign. So a great season individually for Zach Lawrence in CPL for Eagles this season. But Wagga immediately struck back to half the deficit, sorry, two minutes later via Thomas Yongai. And then it was White Eagles who struck back after just three minutes to make it 3-1 in the game and seal the all-important victory to end the season. So the loss for Wagga means that they ended the season in sixth despite the match in hand to be played uh, the next day versus Queanbeyan for 2023. This match finished 1-1, meaning Wagga finished the season with 25 points, six points off the top four. Jake Polongas uh, scored the goal for Wagga, his 15th of the campaign. So another individual uh, performance that gets recognised in CPL for Polongas. And for Eagles, you know, they left it late, but they avoided the wooden spoon and possible relegation to State League on the final day of the campaign. They just managed to leapfrog Canberra Juventus, as we mentioned earlier in their breakdown via goal difference as they were both tied on 15 points. So Eagles will be breathing a massive sigh of relief in a campaign that was filled with a lot of difficulty and a lot of struggle, but they at least managed to stay in the competition and now they can reset and look to improve for the 2024 season. Webby, what did you make of this result for Canberra White Eagles? Obviously, last game of the regular season on the road, and there's just so much to play for. You have your, you know, your status in the league to play for essentially if you don't get a victory. And then they went out there and they got a massive three points. Yeah, look, um, probably wasn't quite as crazy as what happened in the women's MPL and um, the relegation battle there yesterday, but um, not too far off. You know, they came in, they'd only won two games all year had to win away in Wagga to to even have a chance because if Juventus got something out of it, then it didn't even matter. Um, so absolute backs against the wall. And I think if a lot of people had written them off as, as relegated um, already. So massive, absolutely shows just such a, a drive um, to go out there and win that game. Um, so look, Absolutely huge. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure you know, Dayan was away and that they were missing a few players. And so really backs against the wall, but they went out and did it. So fantastic. Um, and look, huge rebuild they've got. You know, as we kind of talk about constantly, they're, they're such a big club in, in this league um, that even them flirting in the relegation zone was just, just crazy. Um, so... But they've got a lot of a lot of rebuilding to do to get back back into that kind of top four conversation, really. So, um, yeah, big there for Wagga. Look, it's just been a really disappointing end. From they were kind of third for a big chunk of the season, and really more likely in the race to try and pip second, maybe even take first spot. You know, they weren't that far off Ugali and Queenman for a good 
but it's just been a really disappointing end to to not even kind of stay in that title race, but then to just drop well and truly out of the top four race as well. And you know they're the ones who kind of finished in that no man's land out of the top four, way away from that that bottom two, and yeah, not not the greatest finish um, for Wagga. They especially when they were you know really showing something at the start. Yeah, and a couple of uh, points there as as well. It was announced on the White Eagles Facebook page that Angelo Zaris has decided he will not be uh, back at White Eagles next season. So the rebuild we will be without Zaris. Uh, best of luck to Angelo Zaris. Uh, thank him for uh, sending me all the footage he did throughout the season for CPL. And yeah, in terms of Wagga, like you mentioned, a disappointing end to them, but they just weren't able to overcome some of those injuries that they uh, suffered throughout the season. Yeah, that's right, Matt. Um, we'll move on to our next uh, contest, Matt, uh, which was between two sides uh, that had, you know, when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, these are two of the top sides definitely in the CPL uh, competition, Matt, but it was the away side that managed to pip a victory in this one, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. And we talk about crazy top four races. And this was also one that went right down to the wire. Heading into it, it was a do or die match for both. Bell Connor only needed a draw to make it to the finals. However, ANU needed a win to make it. Uh, this tense encounter, uh, the deadlock was broken by ANU in the 74th minute via Rory Spears. Uh, the informed striker scored his 12th goal of the season here, and which means he is fifth on the goal-scoring charts. Uh, this turned out to be the only goal of the encounter and an all-important one for ANU. Spears' strike cancelled out Belconnen's chances of finals football as they finished one point off the top four, dropping from third to fifth place. That is how competitive this race was. And we mentioned a few weeks back, ANU were picking up form at the right, uh, just in time for that race. Uh, and picked up some crucial wins in that time. They won three out of their last four, bouncing back from that loss last week to the Brindies. And they will now play the Brindies next week in that elimination semi-final. Thoughts on this one, Webby? We've mentioned how ANU and finals football in the CPL slash MPL 2, they always find a way to get in there, bar maybe one or two years over the last... Uh, who knows how many. And then, of course, Belco. They looked like they were going to finish in the top four. I mean, ultimately for them, their promotion dreams did end a lot sooner than they were hoping for. So overall, not the season that Belco were hoping for in general. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think, I, as I said, um, if you went back to my preseason preview, I would have had, and if you pushed me hard, I would have said, the title will come, it will be a two-horse race between Belcon and ANU, probably. Uh, then, you know, 25 weeks later, they're, they're in essentially a quarterfinal to get into, just to make it into the semis. So um, I just, I wouldn't have predicted that. And it, it's just, it's really surprising that both those teams were even in that position. Um, but, you know, really it, it's kind of, Kudos to the three teams above um, for, for forcing them into that position. Shows just how well Ugali and Quivian and Brenda Bella did. And, um, 
yeah, look, again, I'd say it pretty disappointing now from Bell Connon's point of view to, to come down um, and not just any old club coming down, but one of the biggest clubs in Canberra, um, probably, you know, top behind Deakin, probably the most successful club over the last 20 years in, in first grade to then drop down and then uh, not even make the top four, especially when they, like we talked about it. I think um, we talked about when Talal was on start of the year with guys like Robbie Cadenac and Dustin Wells, who we go to um, and I fully agreed, you know, probably the two best players from Canberra from the past 15 years together in that team, but on the wrong kind of side of 35. And, you know, even with all that class, you know, age catches up to, to everyone other than Messi and Ronaldo. But, um, you know, we talked about even pre-season. They looked so sharp in the in the um, early rounds of the FA Cup, and uh, they they just looked really good. But as we said, this you can't rest on your laurels in this competition. It's a very tough competition, and yeah, again, talking about White Eagles having a lot of rebuilding to do. Uh, Bell Connor are going to have a lot of rebuilding to do. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Whether some of those older guys, you know. I don't, I don't know, but I could kind of feel that maybe they kind of went in there to say, look, we'll give you one more year to get you back up. But I'm not sure whether it would be interesting to see whether they go around again. Um, you know, there's there's other options, there's State League and Masters and all kinds of things on offer for some of those guys. And whether what some of the younger guys do as well, whether they uh, try and kind of work their way back into NPL world, whether that be 23s, but or whether they're going to hang around. So very, very interesting to see what happens at Belconnen. Um, for ANU, look, as you said, it's kind of it's inevitable that they make finals. And as we've seen, once that team's in finals, they're usually favourites to win win finals. And it wouldn't, be, wouldn't surprise me if they come from where they are now and, and win the grand final. Um, they, they do have so much firepower in that team. It's, you know, again, as we said, well, you know, in the end, they got into third spot. Um, I'd say that they'd probably be reasonably disappointed with their season so far. You know, and that's you know shows kind of the standards that they have. That they really should have been in a title race, yet instead they were just pushing to make the top four. Um, but again, on that similar vein, I wouldn't be surprised if this was kind of um, the last time that people like um, Yarn and, and Chase go around so um maybe there's there'll be a big internal push from the club if it, if it is those guys last year in in cpl you know what better way to send them off than a than another one of many grand final wins so look congratulations to them for 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 getting it in but um yeah probably shouldn't have got been in that position in the first place but again as we said it's it's a very tough league somebody Someone has to be in that position, and um, they, they they've had a pretty good end to the season. And let's see what they do from here. Yeah, it will be interesting to see who ends up on the top of the pile after finals, which will be on Bar TV, by the way, on Sunday at Deakin Stadium, which is awesome to see. So not just the grand final here. So if you're not able to get to the match. Check it out on Bar TV. And talking about those matches, Michael, what are those two semi-final matches 
And uh, let's throw in Webby's thoughts as well after it, shall we? Sure thing. Uh, we've got the CPL finals for week one. We've got the qualification semifinal between first and second, which was obviously Yulgali up against Queanbeyan City, Sunday, September 10, 4pm at Deakin Stadium, which is then followed by the elimination semifinal between third versus fourth, which is ANU FC up against Brindabella, Sunday, September 10, 7pm straight afterwards at Deakin Stadium. Where we will quickly get your thoughts on these two sort of fixtures, what you think will happen and... I guess who you think w- will prevail if you want to give uh, some predictions out. Uh, look, it's it's interesting because if you go back to last year, it's almost the exact same semi-final. So everything that we've talked about for the last half an hour, you can throw that out to go, should have predicted this because this is how it ended up last year. And, um, you know, substitute Tuggeranong for Yigali and that was what the semi-finals finished in those matches up. <clears throat> Tuggeranong really put Queenie to the sword in that 1v2 game. And Brinda Bella surprised everybody by knocking ANU out. Um, and then ANU, then Brinda Bella went and knocked Queenbian out and, and straight into the final. So, look, from, from Brinda Bella's point of view, they'll be like, boom, the exact same pathway to the finals we had last year. We did it last year. Why can't we do it again? So, um, again, it's probably not what I would predict. As I said, I'd, I'd probably predict ANU to, to win that, but you can't be surprised if Brindy. Anu and Brindy are probably two of the top form teams in this comp, so that's actually going to be a really cracking game, that one. Um, and look, Queenbian and Queenbian and Ugali have uh, been going head-to-head for this title for for majority of this season, so uh, I think there's, there might be a little bit of uh, spice in this game, I think. Um, so it will be very, very interesting, that, uh, that 1v2 game. Um, look, Anyone's anyone's game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if anyone wins from here. Yeah, you know, I was talking to someone again, similar to the to the MPL. I would not be surprised if uh, Canberra Croatia win from from where they were, kind of sixth spot for the majority of the season, and I could see them winning from where they are. I could see Anu and or Brindy winning from here, but similarly, you know, you wouldn't. You would expect it to be one of Yudali and Queenbian, but who knows? I clearly don't. No, look, it's certainly going to be hard uh, uh, to predict. I mean, it's a good point that you raised there about Brindabella, the sort of near fairy tale mm. that they were able to complete last season and making it all the way to the final, losing, you know, at the very end uh, to Tuggeranong United in what was an entertaining game. So expect nothing less uh, this time around for the CPL 2023 uh, finals. Matt, you want to share sort of your last thoughts before we uh, wrap up this uh, latest episode on the show? Yeah, it should be interesting. I guess the question I have, will that sort of disappointment from Queenbian uh, sort of, you know, that of not getting promotion and being so close sort of affect that final match? We'll wait and see. Obviously, they have the quality to do it, as all these teams do. Uh, but that is, I would say, the big question. And yeah, just my final thoughts are this should be absolutely cracking, as with the other finals as well. We all know finals football, very different to league football. Uh, it can all sort of, you can flip it with a coin really and see how it goes. And once again, I stress all these matches are on Bar TV. 
which is awesome for the CPL especially. Uh, Webby, do you have any uh, last thoughts before we head off, like Newcastle being the group of death, mate, or what? <laughs> oh, look, I'm happy to talk about Newcastle's champions. As long as we don't talk about their Premier League form, then that's that's all right. So, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, look for, I look forward to the champions. So it'll be great. Um, no, look, uh, from everyone across you know, CPL, the women's and men's MPL, um, and the 23s and reserves, just look, good luck to everybody. And I look forward to seeing some good football. We certainly will. Michael, any last thoughts before we head? No, I mean, I sort of said it earlier. I mean, these matches in finals football always are entertaining. They always provide, you know, drama, good and bad. So, I mean, it's going to be an entertaining weekend, to say the least. There's going to be a lot going on. Some really good games at the forefront as well. So, can't wait to break it all down next time on the show. Yeah, we certainly will be back with that for episode 97. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Best of luck to everybody in finals. As always, everybody, enjoy the football and have a great weekend.